It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. Hello and welcome to the Plan with Dan podcast, starring Dan Betzel here. He's our founder at Betzel Wealth Advisors. I'm your host today, Mark Killian. Certainly appreciate it. Dan, of course, can be found in the greater Columbus area in Gahanna near the airport. And of course, you can also find him online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That is BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Or you could just give him a jingle if you have questions and you want to talk with Dan about your situation, 614-472-4510. That's 614-472-4510. Dan has been doing this for about two decades in the financial planning world, uh, a registered financial consultant and all around good guy. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you today? I'm hanging in there doing pretty good. good. Waiting for spring. I don't know if it's going to show itself for longer than three days at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it, today, it felt like it. Uh, so we're actually taping this on February 28th, and I think it's about 55 degrees here in Columbus today. Which, you know, we'll certainly take. It's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll certainly absolutely. take. But there's a heat wave just a few days ago. And right. And right. it's just like, you know, come on. The trees are starting to pop. And yet at the same time, you get the cold and the rainy. I think it's the rainy. Overall, it's been kind of a mm. kind of a wet February. It and, has been here, too. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what gets a lot of people. But uh, anyway, we've got a good podcast lined up here today for the listeners. And I want to talk about an article, I guess, as a blog or an article that you had written about a financial uh, power of attorney. You know, it's a powerful and useful tool, but I think there's some misconceptions out there about uh, the financial powers of attorney and what they can and cannot accomplish. So I'll talk about a few of these points that you have here, and we'll just discuss that if that's all right with you. That'd be great, because actually the blog was uh, written after I had a couple experiences with some clients. And I, I wrote it something that I think the title is something like what I wish every investor knew about the financial power of attorney. Okay, well, let's see if we can yeah. educate him a little bit yeah, on so, some of so. these pieces. So yeah. can we use a, a financial power of attorney to help with elderly family members, uh, even though they are still competent? You know, that's a great question because a lot of people don't realize that. They they say, you know, I have a financial power of attorney for my mom, but my mom's still very much competent, but she's not able to really see very well. She can't hear on the phone very well. Maybe she's not able to sign documents. And, you know, although she's very, very competent and, and right. can engage with you in conversation. And yeah, so I, one of the I think one of the real powers or benefits of, of having that financial power of attorney is that, you know, you as the as the agent can use the financial power of attorney, you know, to act on their behalf and to help your mom or, or your other, you know, um, usually elderly relative. Now, this doesn't take away their authority to act on their own behalf whenever they choose. And I know, I know, my mother-in-law uh, a couple years ago, she moved up here to be close by us, and. Um, she was extremely competent. She was 88 years old and did crossword puzzles and was reading novels and would keep up on the news. But um, it was very difficult for her to go to the bank. She had trouble hearing on the phone and things like that. And my wife was able to use the power of attorney to to make both of their lives you know, easier. So I, I want people to know that, that that's an option out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think maybe we should clarify and maybe even take a step backwards here and discuss if there are different types. I know for myself, I've had a few surgeries over the last couple of years, and it seems like I always forget about it going into the next one. And you show up and they say, do you have a medical power of attorney? Uh, so are there more than, you know, is there more than one type? Yeah, there's all different kinds. That's a great question. And, and the two basic types, you know, you've mentioned them. There's the financial power of attorney that has, you know, specific language, you know, that the various financial institutions 
institutions, the banks and the investment companies want to have. And then there's a medical power of attorney that, of course, uh, the hospitals and the doctors uh, need to have certain language in there. And in Ohio, it's actually very nice because the Ohio Bar Association and the Ohio Medical Association got together and they they came up with the joint you know medical power of attorney and you can download that you know at, uh, at the either Ohio Bar Association or the Ohio Medical Association website and it's nice to use that one because every hospital knows exactly what's what's on that form because right. it's a sta- standard form it has the big you know the big symbols from the two associations at the top yeah so i i tell everybody you really need to have both certainly a financial power of attorney and uh, which you know allows the agent to make financial decisions on your behalf and then uh, the medical power of attorney that gives a loved one a spouse or depending on your your age and your situation you know a spouse or an adult child the ability to to make medical decisions on your behalf yeah absolutely well that's good so there's good to know that there are the two different types and we should certainly consider that depending on you know how things are going in our life this is the plan with dan podcast with dan betzel founder at betzel wealth advisors check him out online at betzelwealthadvisors.com if you have some questions that's betzelwealthadvisors.com you can also click on the link there and you can get your own retirement rescue toolkit great uh, little box of goodies tips and uh, a good resource to really get started there if you'd like to reach out for one of those that's the retirement rescue toolkit that you can find at dan's website or by calling the number 614-472-4510 we're talking about the uh, the financial power of attorney i guess so as we discussing the different types a moment ago are there some things that a power of attorney cannot do dan yeah so that's very important to understand the limitations of a power of attorney. Okay. But at the same time, you have to be very, very careful, you know, to whom you give this power to, because <laughs> sometimes there are people that, that will take advantage of it, obviously. But generally speaking, you know, the agent or the person you name in the power of attorney, they're not able to use that power of attorney to like execute a new, say, last will and testament for you. Okay. They can't do that. Now, there's an obligation a fiduciary responsibility to act, you know, in in your best interest, and the person who wrote the power of attorney. But sometimes people don't, and then it, you know, are, are they going to? Is there any going to anyone who's going to be able to um, say catch and enforce them? So I still say, even though they are legally mandated to operate, you know, as a fiduciary for you to put your interest first, only give it to someone that you know will do that on your behalf. So they're also not able to transfer the power of attorney to anyone else. So they can't say, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm just going to give it to, you know, my brother or my sister. Okay. The only way that person can can take over the power of attorney is if you, as the principal, the one who, who, who had the power of attorney written on your behalf, it's only if you list, you know, first my daughter, then my son, you know, then my brother. You have to put that inside the power of attorney to say who's going to be the next person if the first person you named is not able or is not willing to serve. Yeah, I was so, going to ask you about that. I was going to say, what if, you know, in the course of putting someone on there, so like for myself, mm-hmm. I'm putting putting my, my wife, if something was to happen to her and I listed no one else. So is it a good idea to have more than one person listed then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so it's, it's if somebody is not, you know, person is not willing or not able. Sometimes right, people say God willing, something yeah. doesn't happen to them, right? Right. Or, or they're just at a point in their life where they can't do it. Maybe they're I have situations where, say, the daughter was appointed because the daughter lives close, but the daughter's husband is is terminally ill. She I, she can't if she's you know has over her plate is overflowing. So then she could say, I just can't do it, and she could pass it down to the person who's labeled who's named next in the document. Okay, so Dan, what is the Uniform Power of Attorney Act or the UPOAA, and what does it mandate? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So, I mean, I guess I should stop for a second here and, and make sure um, whenever you're going to have uh, a power of attorney drafted on your behalf, you have to speak with a very competent person who is an estate and elder law attorney. Okay. And, you know, I work with a lot of those people in my office and I, I, I used to practice in this area, but I'm, I'm inactive. I'm, I no longer practice law, but I work with a lot of people that, you know, I can get you to the right person you know, to help you with this. But so where this kind of comes up and, and the, the stories that happens is say, say someone is helping their, their mom or their dad and they're in a nursing home and they're trying to get some help, you know, some nursing home help, or maybe even have to qualify for Medicaid. And, and, and there's no real way to, you know, to gift property out of the parent's estate, you know, to the, to the children, unless the power of attorney specifically grants them that power. So this, you know, Uniform Power of Attorney Act, it just, it mandates that if an agent or the person you appoint as your power of attorney, if there's certain activities that they're going to engage in, the document has to specifically state they have that right. And, and so, some of the main ones are if they're going to get paid. Oh, okay. And All right. That, that, that's a good one. Yeah. If they're going to be able to give gifts to children or to charities in order to assist the principal, you know, to qualify for any kind of financial assistance, that, that gifting power to gift it away from the, from the person who wrote it to other people that has to be specifically stated in the document. And if they're going to have the ability to change or alter any, any beneficiaries. Okay. So those are really important things. Uh, and it's not really a part of the U the Uniform Power of Attorney Act, but what I've noticed from my practice is sometimes someone will have a power of attorney and it might be 15, 20 years old and it's not been updated. And then the person, you know, becomes incompetent and then their child tries to take that power of attorney to a bank and the bank says, oh, we don't accept powers of attorney that are that old. And now it's too late because the person can't execute a new power of attorney. So I suggest to people that once you do meet with the estate planning or elder law attorney, you know, go ahead and put that power of attorney on file you know, or, or consider putting it on file with various financial institutions so that the time comes that you do need it, you're going to be able to, um, it'll be there and, and you'll, you'll be able to use it to rely on. Well, you're listening to the Plan with Dan podcast. Really good conversation today about an article, a blog that Dan had written on the financial power of attorney. Uh, it is a powerful and useful tool and it's really actually pretty educational information to learn. So we certainly appreciate you sharing this here with us, Dan, on the podcast. I have a, another quick question here for you before we wrap up this week. So what happens to the that POA when the principal does pass on. Yeah, so a lot of people aren't aware of this. Okay. But the moment that the person passes away, the power of attorney, it also it passes away, it's extinguished and it it no longer has any legal effect. I'm thinking of a of a I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, a very sweet lady came in to see me and she's talking about different things and she tells me that her husband has passed away like 8 or 9 years ago and and I'm a bit confused because she's trying to open up an account in his name and things. And, and she was under the impression that, well, she had the power of attorney and, and so she was his wife. And she wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm not trying to say that at all. But she was using the power of attorney to actually transact business on his behalf, even though legally that if anyone had known that he had passed away, they would they would certainly not have taken that power of attorney as valid. I got you. Okay, so yeah. it sounds it's pretty. It can get a little complicated, obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's some some things in there. So as you had mentioned, you know, certainly working with a competent estate planning or elder law attorney is is certainly going to be a useful tool. And I know that you know you've been doing this for a couple of decades now, and, and as you mentioned, you used to practice law. So you're a great resource to tap into for people who do have questions that you know as it pertains to uh, power of attorney, with especially the financial side. 
And of course, if you'd like to talk with Dan, you could do so by calling 614-472-4510. If you are a little bit concerned or confused, obviously you could listen to the podcast again or just reach out to him, 614-472-4510. That's the number to call. You could also go to his website, Betzolt Wealth Advisors. Dot com. Well, Dan, thanks for sharing this with us here today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was quite informative, and uh, we appreciate your time. I appreciate it as well, and I'd be more than happy to refer anyone who uh, who needs a good, competent, uh, professional elder law and estate planning attorney. I'd be glad to refer you to one. There you go. Give him a call, 614-472-4510. This has been Plan with Dan podcast with Dan Betzel at Betzel Wealth Advisors. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.